Trigger warning. The following video contains triggering descriptions that may be harmful or triggering for some audiences such as eating disorder and severe depression. Time. This might sound really harsh and I'm not advising people to do this at all. Mm -hmm. This is just what I did and I, and I, I know I was stressful because this kind of led me to having an eating disorder. But okay. I wanted to look fit for my music video mm. that I didn't eat at all. Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning back to Musician's Coffee House on episode 12. Yes, I did rebrand my podcast, so it's not Let's Grab Coffee anymore, but it's Musician's Coffee House. I changed uh, because of various reasons, um, but we'll get to that later. But most importantly, we have a very special guest named Joy Yoon, who's an independent artist, and she's one of my colleagues, and she is wonderful. She's super sweet, and I can't wait for you guys to hear her amazing like testimony and her story as she encounters as an independent artist, as a Korean American, and wanting to pursue her music in South Korea. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have your coffees next to you or if you're driving, make sure to drive safely. Um, but yeah, feel free to join in our conversation with your coffees and I hope you enjoy. So Joy, do you have coffee or tea with you? <laughs> I do have my coffee. Hi. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I have my um, decaf Nespresso and my Pikes Peak cup. Ooh. That's gigantic. That's so, so fancy. I think yeah. espresso is still too strong for me. Um, oh it's nespresso it's like the brand oh nespresso nespresso yeah oh. i can't do it espresso. gotcha gotcha it's nespresso wow. and it's like an americano but it's like i have i like my americanos like really watery mm. so it's like double the water in a coffee so it's basically water <laughs> with like a hint of coffee okay. so i mean if it works yeah. for you that's great <laughs> yeah i just have i mean i coffee. do like strong oh that's amazing that's actually really good for um emptying it out let's say oh detoxing yeah <laughs> oh yeah i feel you 100 percent. yeah people people understand must yeah. try nothing yeah. works better than a mixing mix oh my god yeah maxim it's yeah. like it's so good like right when i went to korea they serve maxim coffee for free like there's like a machine it's like oh. it's like one of those like water fountains but like instead of water it's coffee machine and it's free Whoa. so like i love drinking it like every time i Dig go to in. a restaurant yeah so yeah that was pretty That's cool nice. um but yeah, i drink it time to time with like a croissant or something oh or just yeah mm -hmm. i don't know if you've ever tried mixed coffee with kimbap it might sound a little weird but it's actually really good <laughs> oh wow okay i yeah. might try that kimbap it's like it's like a good satisfaction. It's like tanjan tan, like sweet and salty mm -hmm. or savory. So Ooh. I made speaking of kimbap, I made samgyeopsal kimbap a couple days ago, and it's been a while since I made it because I used to make it a lot. Kimbap? Yeah, I used to make it a lot in college with Sarah Sarah Huang. Um, it was so good. So you just get those kim, uh -huh. and then. You obviously put rice over it and then spread samjang. 
Ah, uh, like, oh, I or, think like, I've half seen of it. it. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Genip, and then you roll it, and it's so good. You guys should Can try you roll it, out. it Isn't it, like, really big and, like, fat? No? It's fat, but <sighs> it's good. It's, like, good That's the price of it. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much for coming onto my podcast for this episode. I'm very, very excited. And your new single just came out recently. So I'm excited for you to share more about your song. Um, but first, we, we would love to get to know you. Um, so if you can give an introduction of yourself, that'd be really great. Yeah, well, hello, everyone. Hello. I feel like I need to like talk to the mic, but no. Um, hi, uh, my name is Joy Yoon. I am from Austin, Texas. I did go to Berkeley with Grace. Uh, I think we met at KSA, like mm-hmm. Korean Student Association. But anyways, um, yeah, and I did, as Grace mentioned, just uh, have had a my first release. Um, yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's like part of promotion is kind of slotted into this podcast, but you know, I just wanted to have a coffee talk with Grace, and I'm really excited. So like. You know, thank you for having me. It's yeah. it's a it's a privilege. It's my pleasure. It's a yeah, pleasure. it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like when you mentioned about KSA, like that was, that was like so so nice. Um, mm-hmm. I think Chiwon on the and I worked really hard to oh, yeah. make it happen. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, I I see a lot of good things um, now, and I'm glad that that happened or else like i don't think we would have met i mean maybe we would have met since the korean community at berkeley is pretty tight it is very much um but i think like we might have been like acquaintances even yeah if that case friend yeah 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 um but yeah definitely Uh, now let's see okay so i would love to hear about how you were coping with your pandemic life like during mm-hmm. quarantine so what was that like for you so i mean when when the pandemic kind of first hit it was just like i had nowhere to i mean i guess i had a place to come at i had to come back to my parents place but when i first hit at berkeley while everyone was still at school um it was kind of like a shocking news because we only had like mm-hmm. what two to three days notice of notice yeah. um for people to kind of move out or like, you know, because that's when the school kind of decided that they're going to shut down along mm. with all other uh, colleges and universities um, in Boston. And yeah. so people were all, like all moving out. And I mean, I wasn't living in a dorm particularly, but like still like the, the classes were all just going um, offline. So it was all vo- like uh, turning into virtual classes. Mm. And you might know living in Boston is very high cost. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back as one. And this was like right during the spring break period or like right before spring break. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for a bit and then I'll come back. But then nobody knew that that was going to be our last. Uh-huh. And so, um, so I basically went back to, uh, I came back to Texas. Um, but then I just end up staying here until until like mid mid September right before until I decided I'm going to go to Korea which is mm-hmm. another story that I'll talk about later but um during that time while I was in Texas right after I came back from Boston I feel like it was just like a 
massive roller coaster. Like it was nice seeing my family, but just leaving my friends and my everything that I've built in Boston, like my school life and everything behind without any goodbyes nor wrapping it properly was very um it was heartbreaking honestly like i never really would nobody ever had, had ever thought of that happening so it was mm-hmm. it was a first for everyone it wasn't just me and the boat but um it was just so difficult for me especially because i knew all my friends and uh i did have a lot of korean friends and international friends back at berkeley so mm-hmm. i knew all of them that they had to go back to their countries or where they came from Mm -hmm. um and so i knew that it's not gonna be easy for us to meet ever again you know like nobody knew i mean nobody knew that it was gonna be the last time seeing each other for a long time Mm -hmm. but um so that kind of put me into a slight depression i i remember the last night of me staying at boston i was crying crazy Mm -hmm. i was like why is this happening you know um but um i hop on the plane i came back with like gigantic mask and a face shield um uh so yeah and that happened and then for the first couple of months after the pandemic hit i Mm -hmm. was blessed enough to have an internship which was remote that was based in la okay and so i've been working on that along with my school stuff um which wasn't difficult because there's only one hour differences between um, the central time and the ESD. So it wasn't like a huge time difference or anything. Um, but um, that was my life. And then my internship actually turned out kind of weird because the guy... <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> I'm not going to mention the name of the company or the person. But um, mm-hmm. I was basically like their marketing, content creating, um, not a manager, but an intern. Um, so I was helping him with, you know, content creating, TikTok stuff and all that. And it was really difficult for me to communicate with him because he would never, like, reply to my anything. Hmm. And it never really gave me much tasks. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was, like, towards the mid, towards the end of the internship, he emailed me saying that he no longer wants to continue with me, which was funny for me because I've done stuff that... I had to seek and like I had to look for the things I could do for the internship because he didn't really mention much about it and then he cut me mm-hmm. off and I was like uh hmm. okay. I mean it wasn't really for like any all. credits or anything it was just for the sole like experience so mm-hmm. that was good but it was it just kind of ended weirdly which was you know it's like like sure I'm really um, sorry to hear but that, that oh, experience man. kind of led me into meeting um not meeting because i've met them at berkeley but um working with uh my friends and his startup company mm-hmm. it's called prouse um i don't know oh, if yes. you mean you've heard definitely but prouse yeah, is david kim with diddy uh, david kim and hyukjin park ha park um mm-hmm. they are co-founders along with nikki kim she's a executive director um, at Prowse, so we're basically a team of people who are distributing, um, like Western, like let's say, like American artists to Korea and trying mm. to build their fan bases. So we're helping them distribute content creating along with marketing, promotion, all that. And I, you know, 
when David and HJ heard that I was interning at a company as a marketer, they're like, yo, we need you. And I was like, hey, I gotcha. And so (laughs) that's how it all started off. So Mm -hmm. after that LA internship, I hopped right on back to um, working with Prowse virtually. So I think it started all like last I'm going to say May, mid-May. That's when I kind of started working with um, with Prowse. And so mm-hmm. we had small and large projects um, here and out there. We've helped artists release um, as well, which releasing wasn't really our prompt uh, primary business product, but we just, it was like a, like a beta project. Um, yeah. And then we were gonna release one of my songs as well so we also do like a pro a production project as well and i was gonna be like the uh-huh. first not the first because we've had betas but um first official uh project and hj and david was so nice and generous to compliment the music that i wrote and they loved what oh i did gosh. which i was so thankful and they're like yo That's we need amazing. to do this together and so i was like Yes, please. And so original plan was for me to go to LA mm-hmm. during the summer of 2020 because one of the producers were there or two of the, pro- both of the producers were there. Mm-hmm. But then um, I decided not to because the pandemic hit really bad in LA area and yeah. I knew no one besides David who's in LA and mm-hmm. his wife who's in LA. But um, oh, yeah. I had no connections there and just me going there getting an apartment and just living a new life during the pandemic was didn't seem like the best idea. Mm. And so the next option that I had was to go to Korea because mm-hmm. we were going to do the full out release process of, you know, recording, um, music video, photo shoot and everything. And so I was like, you know what? Might as well go to Korea. And so I convinced my parents and um, I flew yeah. to Korea mid-September, mm-hmm. I believe, of 2020. So that's how it all started. So I'm going to say in general, my pandemic was very busy. Yeah. It was filled with was, a lot a of lot. things, yeah. but I was stuck at home. Mm-hmm. I even wrote a song about stuck being stuck at home. I heard that. <laughs> I, I saw it. It was like a Instagram. lame project. <laughs> it's so creative. Like I honestly, like I want to use it in my music therapy sessions one day. Do, please it's, do it's like a really good song it's all yours i'll make the lychee and everything so you can use oh my god yeah it's it's really nice like those of you who haven't heard it's on her instagram just look for her like the little video thing but yeah yeah, yeah you'll find so, it but it's it's really oh. good i i think i saved it like on my oh. instagram so. <laughs> i like it yeah i mean so that's what happened like mm-hmm. i feel like i was just um working working and i feel like i solely enjoyed it a lot more than it was difficult because there were time differences hj lived in korea during Mm. before the quarantine he was in korea david was in la and Mm -hmm. i was in texas so we have this three different time zones that we needed to figure out Mm -hmm. um but i mean it all worked out and it got all better as soon as i went flew back i mean flew to korea so um so yeah i mean that's when the whole production joy yoon team joy yoon kind of started mm-hmm. um so yeah but then um i don't know if i want to like i feel like i'm talking too much no you're not oh, okay <laughs> keep talking 
see i don't know i don't know how to do this because like podcast you're supposed to be talking but then when you think about it like you're talking too much and you don't want to be like overbearing people with no whatever you have to say but i'm here you're to not share, talking too so. much like you're sharing your story and i think it's great yeah okay, keep go. going sis i mean so <laughs> i'm like going through this timeline of what happened in 2020 because that's when yeah. the big things happened you know or not yeah. the big things but things that were significant in my life happened mm-hmm. i would say yeah um yeah, it was a big current event for you. Very much. Um, and then so I flew to Korea to, like mid-September and I got out of quarantine early October. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, my grandma was in a critical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so we... And in Korea, which I think it's like amazing how they're doing this. Um, I mean, it was difficult for people, but it's just for the best. Um so all the hospitals, you need to get COVID tested in order for you to, I don't think they do this anymore, but like you need to get COVID testing for you to enter the hospital with as mm-hmm. a, um, as a patient's guardian. Okay. And there's, like, you can only have one guardian for per patient. Mm-hmm. So, um, nobody could really see her, my grandma, besides yeah. my aunt who was taking care of her back then. Um, and so we couldn't go see her, but then as soon as she went to, the nursing home it, which was still the same case we can we could actually during nursing home you couldn't even go in besides the times that um, they assigned you and you need like rsbp uh, rsbp in advance and so um but there was this one time that i got to see her which was she was coming from her nursing home to the hospital to get her um weekly checkup mm-hmm. and it's like i could see her during and like in the ambulance her getting on the ambulance getting off the ambulance and after her um doctor's visit i can just see her like for like 10 minutes or so Uh so i did get to see her with my sister because me and my sister went together um and then we saw her and then uh and then the week after she passed so Mm. yeah it was it was kind of um it was difficult but when i think about it now all my uh, family members we all agree that I feel like she was waiting for me and my sister to come and see her um, before she went to God. And um, Mm. it was was very difficult. And I feel like, you know, like my whole releasing, I don't want to like bring my releasing stuff back into this topic when I'm talking about my grandma, but like it all just kind of rolled in together where I was supposed to release around like November, like late August, uh, not August, um, October to like early November, mid-November at least. But then... Mm due to this incident everything got just pushed back and not only that not only the schedule but my mentality just kind of like i was i wouldn't say i went into like a big mental breakdown but i feel like i was just kind of zoning out most of the times and um it was difficult and yeah you know like it it definitely was like a huge family event that happened that nobody had expected um mm-hmm. and so Going through that was just kind of like that itself was like I would say that itself was a um, life changing experience because um, mm-hmm. I've never been in I mean I've been to funerals and I know how it's like but it's it was just not, it was never when I was you know grown enough to know that the process was so difficult and so overwhelming and mm-hmm. so um so that happened. Mm. um but um i mean trying to wrap up the, the the grandma stuff i mean she's 
much ha- happier, you know, and she's much healthier there where she is at currently. So we're all very happy for her. And um, actually, right before my release, which or actually right before I came back to the states, I went to go visit her at her. Um, we we have her have this we have her um, laid at this plantation, and so we mm-hmm. went there, and I actually like played my um, my song. And hopefully she enjoyed it and all that. Yeah. So I definitely had her prayers and her blessings fully. She's she was much of a prayer. She always, you know, prayed for me, wanted the best for me. Um, so yeah. I'm glad that this release kind of happened um eventually because it was kind of draggy at some point, but um that it happened um, you know, just solely for that reason. Kind of Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was my I mean, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say like my grandma's past was like the closure of 2020 because a lot more had happened after that as well. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like the pandemic and um, uh, losing her was kind of like uh, one of the critical yeah, that things that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, during 2020. Yeah, yeah, I would say. I mean, you your name is Joy, but you also bring joy to others like around you so i'm sure your grandmother felt joy by listening to your single that's that's just like what i'm like visualizing and i just that's so beautiful what you did um thank you you. but yeah you went yeah that was a lot that was a lot Uh, i mean through all of that like how are you coping with it today um I would say I never regret or look, try, I mean, I, I at least tried to not look back to what had happened. Um, I mean, looking back and learning from the experiences is important, but, you know, just kind of having that in your heart and just kind of dragging along and throughout your life is never good is what I think. And so I've definitely learned and I've became, I would say, I want to say I've grew like, t- like a pinch bit at least. Um, <laughs> uh I just feel like that kind of not just not just talking about my grandma, but like just the transition live because I came to Korea with my sister and she was there only for a little bit. So it was just like I came to Korea to release, make a release. But then after everything that happened, everything was just undecided, you know, yeah, everything was being things were being delayed. What? Um, and I just didn't see things coming right in front of my face. So it was very unpresented. And I um, was low-key freaking out time to time. And that was, like, during then, yes, it was very difficult. But Mm -hmm. what I got out of it was that I feel like rushing, and I know a lot of people would understand and would know this already, but rushing into things never leads to anything good. Yeah. Not just like your mm-hmm. projects or anything, but even like relationships, you know? You never want to rush yeah. into anything. But what I mean by rushing in in terms of like what happened to me, like producing and like making music, I feel like I was low-key freaking out trying to make this good. And I knew I needed to get this out as soon as possible was what I was thinking. But then that didn't really bring anything good out of me. Like in terms of making music, mm-hmm. like I felt like my music was going into a different direction of what I was originally planning. I felt mm-hmm. like nothing was getting any better only worse as the more hard the the harder i tried so um that was just a lesson that i kind of got out of it 
And I'm glad that mm-hmm. that happened because I feel like I wish I was the kind of a person who kind of learns from what other people advise you. But I think mm-hmm. I'm much of a person who kind of learns from her own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so I learned the harder way. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. at least I end up learning from it. So um, I think yeah. like these days, I'm not going to say it's easy, nor like I'm doing this correctly or I'm I'm successfully doing this but i at least try and know um that i shouldn't be rushing and there's yeah. i feel like rushing kind of also leads to like worrying concerns depression all that so yeah. i'm trying to opt that um out of my life at the moment i think that's like the mm-hmm. one thing that i want to kind of remove from my scene um so yeah and it also like rushing into things um i feel like it like you kind of miss like moments in between of what's like happening too mm-hmm. um so i i definitely understand what you're saying and i i'm glad you like mentioned that because i feel like uh, like i feel like this pandemic or like ever since 2020 or maybe even before the pandemic happened like many of us compare ourselves to a lot of other people Mm. and think like oh my gosh like i'm so behind like compared to like this person or i need to be ahead or i need to catch up but really like everyone has their like own momentum Mm. and you have to follow by your own pace Mm. so that you reach to that goal that you that you like where you want to be at that's just like my opinion no yeah definitely Um, yeah i i mean i'm definitely guilty of like with the whole rushing thing like i've been there done that and still kind of working on it you know we're all in there yeah i could be like really impatient at times but also like i try to like just chill out take a deep breath and just do what i can do today and then Mm -hmm. whatever i don't end up finishing up i i'll save it for tomorrow or next week or something Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but wow joy you really shared um such like a lot of turbulence in your life but also like beautiful moments in between um so i just want to say thank you for sharing with us of that um i also want to like ask you like besides the hardships of the hectic schedule of you know your new single i feel like there was like other struggles that may have caused like an anxiety and depression that Mm. you may have and maybe Mm -hmm. it's because as a korean american the transition of going to south korea which is like a very different culture mm-hmm. could also i don't know might have affected your mental health maybe yeah definitely um and i mean before i say anything it's like a slight disclaimer like by all means i'm not trying to discriminate one culture or like compare one culture to another because i mm-hmm. am as mentioned, we are both Korean Americans. We have both identities in us, so we don't want any of that side of us to be, you know, dissed or um, talked about. About, but um, solely yeah. from my experience and the hardships that I kind of encountered through the transition, um, was I think, as we are all aware, I think the differences between the Korean culture and the American culture versus. It's like Korean culture, American culture, and the Korean-American culture are just solely all just so different. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
mainly being a Korean American going to Korea, I feel like I was kind of silly enough to think that I can cope both and I'm good at both and I'm adapted. I'm adaptive enough to not feel any differences um, mm. and that I just thought that I could do it all. Um, but it kind of hit me really hard. Um, uh, not as soon as I went, but after the whole, um, the crazy nonsense, um, I, the, one of the main things that I kind of realized of the Korean culture, they're very fast paced and this can lead everywhere. Like, for example, like one fun fact is we go to a restaurant and on the table, they have this buzzer, like they have this bell thing. Mm-hmm. And whenever you press it, the way the waitress or the waiter or the server comes and you can ask them for stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. at first I was like, whoa, what is that? Like you can just, you know, mm-hmm. like patiently where there is no patience, I feel like. And not saying that's bad or good. It's like in a very fast going big city, that's really mm-hmm. important. You know, like everyone's like chop, chop, chop. You need to take and go and take and go. So it's mm-hmm. like it was very I thought it was very interesting. Um, but you never see like I got used to that so much when I came back here I was at a restaurant and I'm like waiting for the waiter I'm like you know like (laughs) come on come on like I'm hungry you know and so I was like whoa Uh. I mean I got used to that so much but um when I first went I that was one thing that was like kind of um catching my eye kind of uh but not only that I feel like the life how people spend their life and their career and dealing with their jobs and everything i think that itself is very fast forward which kind of leads to people rushing and feeling that anxiety of oh am i behind the 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 game Mm -hmm. because um one thing that i've kind of heard that shook me that that shocked me a lot was um about my age Hmm. um when I told people that I am releasing my music, my first single, they were all very shocked about the fact that I am releasing my first one at the age of 23. 23 American age, but I'm 25 there. We're, mm-hmm. we're 25 there. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that was one thing that was shocking. I was like, why am I 25 there? Yeah. <laughs> but um, they were all very shocked that I was very old to make my oh. uh, to make my first release mm-hmm. that i was very old um to start off this late and they were very curious that why i haven't given up yet they didn't really put they didn't really use the word giving up in particular but they indirectly told me why don't you you know try seeking for other jobs like why didn't you or mm. you know a lot of whys and at first I'm not gonna lie, I, th- I did see that coming. Like, I knew that people are very, like, you know, all the idol and the celebrities, they start at a very young age, and mm-hmm. that's good, like, good for them. Sometimes I envy them a lot, and that kind of leads to my depression as well. But I know that's not where I am. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, like, not think about it. Yeah. Um, but I knew that people are gonna mention about it, and I knew it. I thought I was well prepared. But then hearing that from people, I was just very shocked like once again that not about the fact that they said that but i think it just also hit me the fact that i am kind of not that young anymore because mm-hmm. i feel like that's the one thing that kind of wanted i didn't want to think about because mm-hmm. i do see a lot of famous musicians and they're already thriving at a much younger age than i where i am mm-hmm. which is ridiculous because they're they are really really young and 
I do still consider myself as young, but um, it, it's just the, the the definition of young was so insignificant for me, mm-hmm. and I think that's where it kind of hit me that I think that's where the whole um, rushing into things and um, feeling the anxiety of um, not being where I'm, I thought I would be at, mm-hmm. and the current status quo kind of hitting me differently was kind of um, making me struggle. Um, So that was one thing. And the other thing that was quite crucial, that hit crucial uh, for me to kind of like feel that anxiety was um, Mm -hmm. the beauty standard. The look-ism is Mm. just so different. And Mm -hmm. another disclaimer, like I'm not saying what they think is wrong or what I think it's right. It's just what I felt out of it. Um, yeah. I felt like... So this is very, like, I, I really... I've I've thought about it, about this multiple times, trying to not use the word skinny, nor fat, or chubby, or mm. anything, any other word. I was trying to avoid those words, but I think it's really just difficult to mention about this without it because that's where it kind of is rooted at, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, I didn't consider myself to be skinny nor you know fat i thought i was just myself Mm -hmm. but then i had i met this one person where he directly directly um commented at me saying that i feel like you should drop some pounds Mm -hmm. or kilos in korea i think you need to cut down some whatever you're eating and lose weight Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna say like that was like you know, it wasn't pleasant, mm-hmm. but I feel like if I heard that in the States, I would have been really, like, uncomfortable, and I'll be like, what the heck is he, like, what is he talking about, like, who do you yeah. think he is, or who does he think he is, you know, uh-huh. but then hearing that from Korea, I was, like, so, like, adapted, mm-hmm. and, like, understanding of the career, I was like, oh my gosh, I do need to lose weight, Oh, okay. you know, yeah. and... I don't, I don't blame him for saying that because in the end, I do like myself being fit mm. in my standards and because mm-hmm. um, I'm tall, yes. as you know, I'm very tall. And so, you know, getting a couple of pounds makes a huge difference mm. on the screen. And so um, I knew where he was coming from and I was like, I wanted to do that. I wanted to lose weight. But then not because of him, because I wanted to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, I mean, I feel like it's just all jambled up in my head. Like I knew I wanted to do that and he mentioned it. And I was like, you know what? This is what I wanted to do. I'm not going to make this any toxic than it sounds or it sounds like. So I'm going to do this for myself. But then him saying that, oh, you need to lose weight. You're going to look chubby on the screen was like it ringing in my head, mm. you know? And so. Man during my diet journey Mm -hmm. i was kind of thinking well this is kind of sad you know like of course there are there's still people it's it's getting to like it's getting to people's um acknowledgments where they are now aware that um aware that the beauty standard is created by the society not by anyone else and that that should change and so there are a lot of people who are standing out for and and um speaking up for what they think that's right and i'm really thankful for those people who are doing that but um 
still it's very clear clearly said that being skinny and dieting is so crucial like for youtube or like instagram ads i i saw so many dieting um advertisements like dieting pills dieting medication dieting programs Mm -hmm. like weight loss meal prep um promotions and all those which is great like it's interesting like it's cool but like the 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 social norm that had that it has become i thought it was kind of unfortunate and um it this i mean i honestly don't know how to like wrap this but um i think it's still gonna ongo for 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 a while mm-hmm. you know like people are still there are so many people who are struggling to lose weight to be in the industry you know just to be in the industry but um i mean if i say this i feel like there might be people saying, you know, oh, she's just saying that because she doesn't want to lose weight. But I do, one of the reasons I want to be a thriving artist is to kind of change that norm as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, oh, I want to stay chubby. I want to stay skinny. Like, I don't want that to be mentioned mm-hmm. to define an artist, yeah. to define any song or any music, you know. I feel like that's one thing and i'm not gonna say like that that american scene doesn't have that kind of standard mm-hmm. like everyone thinks like even like oh yeah on it's, instagram it's you see everywhere. like instagram stars and they're like so skinny and like fit and tone yeah. um i mean have you it's, have it's you just seen billy eilish's like posts these days like remember oh, how yeah. like she so like i remember in one of her interviews billy eilish the reason why she wore so many baggy clothes was because the she like they she didn't want people to like focus on her like body shape so that's why mm-hmm. she wore bought like baggy clothes but then like she revealed her like beautiful body a couple weeks ago right. like her wearing corsets and lingeries like oh my gosh she looks amazing like her curves yeah. are just like took my breath away <laughs> yeah yeah but it's I unfortunate know. that the the whole dieting the the whole like visuals image is mm. is very strict out in our industry very much even in mm-hmm. like film and other stuff yeah Mm-hmm. so it's just i think this is this has to do i mean yes it's more like harshly mentioned and harshly said in korea but it's just a it's just the uh the social norm mm. that it has become already and so yeah i think those were like the things that kind of um put me into depression because like you know when you think about it if you don't eat i get very hangry easily <laughs> same <laughs> during my time this might sound really harsh and i'm not advising people to do this at all Mm -hmm. this is just what i did and i and i I know i was stressful because this kind of led me to having an eating disorder but i wanted to look fit for my music video Mm. that i didn't eat at all i would i want to say at all but i only had a meal a day very um limited calories i counted my calories Uh i walked a lot like i would walk from like station to station which was like hours long um i was very insecure about my like my body mm. i ended up being insecure about my body and insecure about like what i put into my mouth mm. like i knew that this wasn't healthy for me and i wanted the, the one thing i wanted to avoid was 
having an eating disorder yeah. or having a bad relationship with food in general uh-huh. but not blaming the dieting society but just me thinking about you know wanting to be fit mm-hmm. for my music video or for my photo shoot i was not eating and i was i didn't i mean i was on diet throughout my 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 stay in korea like my music video shoot ended up being at march of this year mm-hmm. and so i was there since when like tw- uh let's say like my official stay in korea started early october so like from october to march i was on a diet mm-hmm. but it's not like yes i ate like yummy food like i ate tteokbokki i would eat pizzas i would eat i would eat stuff but then all the time i would think about okay this is gonna get like make me gain weight this is not good for me mm-hmm. and so i wouldn't be able to digest nor i will feel like i'll get nausea and like i'll sometimes feel dizzy eating normal food just because i just wasn't used to that and later on i eventually got scared about the fact that i'm eating like i just couldn't control myself i i saw myself binge eating you know some time and time you know because i i was restricting myself Mm -hmm. yes i did lose a lot of weight but that just caused me to ruin my relationship with food. Mm-hmm. So if there's anyone out there who's watching this video or, or listening to this podcast um, who is trying to, uh, I would say, lose weight, I really do, and I've seen so many videos say this, and I'm not a health expert who can really proudly say this and for sure say this, but just one thing is don't, not eat to lose weight just please eat and take the take the harder way you know because that's eventually gonna make you last longer and it's just you know i just forgot about how much i love food and how how much i wanted to you know maintain the good relationship with food you you know it's just losing balance between food or not a balance but relationship with you with you and food you never really think about it until you really lose it and you just don't know how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to advise people to just don't stress too much about it and just, you know, the best way to, if you want to lose weight or get fit, the best way to do it is to eat healthy, eat a lot of protein and just work out. Mm-hmm. Don't push your body too much. Don't push yourself. Uh, push yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, because I've definitely lost the game and it was just so hard for me to, to like, get back on track to eat normal food mm. so yeah. yeah wow but i feel like that stress just kind of came from the whole oh i want to be i want to look skinny for my um music video mm. which i don't i don't even know if i look skinny because i was so you like, look so good you look so good. i was so stressed i can't wait to day. reveal the picture that you sent me so <laughs> i mean my my directors and like my um creative director like my team, like I said, like they, I had an amazing team. So yeah, all claps to them, honestly. So yeah, uh, I mean, you yeah. yourself, you worked so hard. So mm. props to you. All the credit to you too. <laughs> Am I talking like with like a, a like a correct storyline? I don't know if I'm, I feel like I'm going like here honestly, and there. Honestly, like... this is so authentic, and I love it. Um, mm. I did not know about the eating disorder to be honest um but i'm also like very very thankful for you sharing that because i know it could be a very sensitive and triggering Mm -hmm. topic 
uh for you maybe um so i just want to really appreciate you just just sharing that with me and with us mm, no like i feel like maybe the reason i i might have just forgot to talk to you about this because i thought it was kind of irrelevant mm. but then talking about the body image and the whole beauty standard i think it just kind of roll into it but i'm i'm saying that this whole eating problems or like dieting problems it didn't really have to do with the cultural thing honestly it was just i mean yes there's a cultural norm that kind of had suggested me mm-hmm. to go on a diet but the diet itself kind of came from my intentions and for me and it's just it just wasn't the the, the best way the proper mm-hmm. way for me to approach it but um yeah i just don't want to well, I just I would hate to see other people, other young beautiful ladies or men, gentlemen's, um, going through this because of the social norm. Mm-hmm. Just you know, it's it's uh, you know it's over said and overly mentioned, but who is gonna love us if you're not gonna love yourself first? You know, if you don't if you don't yes. love yourself for the the person who you are, you know, mm-hmm. who do you expect to love you back? You know. That was the number good. one person who should love you the most and bring all the blessings to you is I feel like yourself and I'm saying this for myself as well so mm-hmm. you know just remember that and if you just know that for a fact then everything will just turn out to the normal you know yeah. you wouldn't be forcing yourself you wouldn't be you know harassing yourself so yeah that was, that was let's cool. love ourselves people <laughs> yeah I'm so glad you mentioned that I think like what you said it is like mentioned often but not practiced enough Mm. you know like i think we really need to digest it and like accept it and find a way how to practice that in our daily lives um right with those self-cares i think that's Mm. where the self-care comes from but yeah those are like really good points i'm so glad you mentioned it um i mean it's easier said than done so like i'm still working on it I, I really admire and really appreciate our conversation that we had. Just diving in more about your mental health, which I sincerely like give you full like props to you. Like sharing those things aren't easy at all. Yeah, it was so beautiful. I loved every bit of our like what we talked about and I hope you guys learned something or gained something, um, and that you enjoy listening to this episode. Um so yeah, definitely we'll invite Joy again in the future yes, in this podcast. Make sure to follow Joy. You and her Instagram will be on top. And make sure to check out her new single. It's really, really good. It comes with a music video and everything on YouTube. So make sure to check her out. Subscribe to her YouTube and everything. So yeah, once again, thank you so much for tuning in of Musician Coffee House. And make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Or if not, there are other uh, like podcast platforms where you can leave a review or rating. So that would help me a lot. <laughs> yeah, once again, thank you so much, Joy. And thank you, everyone. And I hope you guys have a rest, a good rest of your day. Bye. Awesome.